0: You can now support Ghost Maps on Patreon. Simply look for We Are Hantu or click the link in the description. Ghost Maps is hosted on Libsyn. Get up to two months of free podcast hosting for your show from Libsyn with the promo code Hantu. Check out the description for more details. Ghost Maps, Entry 72, New Manila, Philippines. You honestly wouldn't be able to tell that Mark comes from money. Flip-flops, a pair of Bermuda shorts, a t-shirt with his favourite band's logo poorly printed on it. That's what he's wearing tonight at this coffee shop in Katib. There are certain things, however, that give away his wealth. The most obvious of which is how relaxed he is. It's hard to describe the best way I can put it is that he sits like a man with way fewer cares in the world than everyone else but Mark's not just rich because of his family's wealth he's built and sold a handful of apps many of which even I'm familiar with he's actually in Singapore to speak with a company that wants to buy his latest but that's not what you're here for he tells me, with an easy drawl and a serene smile. What I'm actually here for are Mark's stories about his old hometown of New Manila. Two stories, in fact. It'll probably make more sense if I told you a little about my childhood home first, though, he says. I tell him that that works for me and ask him to start from the beginning. When he was a kid, Mark's home was along a stretch called Broadway Avenue in the New Manila area of the Philippines. Well, he calls it a home anyway, but he might be downplaying its scale just a little. In truth, Mark grew up on his grandmother's compound. The compound consisted of four large two-story homes. One of the homes was for Mark's grandmother and all her helpers. The other three housed each of her daughters and their families. In front of the compound was a road. Surrounding the rest of it was a thick forest. Mark doesn't tell me how his grandmother accumulated her wealth. Let's just say that there's a reason all her son-in-laws feared her. He says, with a smile. To her grandchildren, however, she was absolutely loving, opening her home to them at all hours. It's where my sister, cousins, and I spent most of our childhood, he says. The large home was filled with ornately designed furniture, portraits of relatives living in past, as well as beautifully painted pieces of artwork, hung on the walls and the scent of their grandmother's distinct perfume permeated every room it was jasmine with just a hint of something else that I could never quite put my finger on he says the first of his two stories takes place within this home back in 1990 Mark was 12 at the time, the oldest of the grandchildren. His grandmother and the rest of the adults had gone out for the day. Mark, his sister Lisa, and their cousins Anne, Alfonso, and Paolo were left in the helper's care. When I think back to my childhood, it's that afternoon that I remember most clearly. Mark says a faraway look on his face. Alfonso, Anne, Lisa and Mark played catch and and hide-and-seek around the compound from morning till evening. From their grandmother's home, Paolo, a toddler at the time, could be heard giggling all day. It couldn't have been a more perfect scene until night fell. The grandchildren had gathered in the grandmother's house that evening at around 9pm. They were all huddled in the master bedroom on the second floor along with just two of the helpers, Mary and Sarah. The rest of the staff had gone out for the night. The kids' parents and grandmother wouldn't return for another hour. Still, and everything seemed fine. The kids had their dinner earlier and were exhausted from playing all day. They were drifting off to sleep on the king-size bed when a knock came at the bedroom door. Mark's sister and cousins didn't seem bothered, but he knew something wasn't right. The remaining two helpers clearly felt the same way. Mary and Sarah looked at each other for a second, more confused than frightened. Mary eventually went to open the door, reasoning that the adults had returned earlier than expected. She said that part out loud, Mark tells me. His tone getting just a little more tense, I suspect she said it more to reassure herself than anything else. When Mary opened the door, however, there was no one. The rest of the home was shrouded in darkness. A darkness that seemed more imposing than ever before to Mark. It didn't feel like the house we were used to, he says. Mary closed the door Shrugging it off The unexplainable sounds of an old home She reasoned now instead Sarah agreed The other grandkids still barely noticed But Mark remained on guard Minutes passed The helpers were just starting to settle back down When another knock came this time It was louder than before The kids woke up Paolo began to cry Not a loud wail But a whimper Almost as if the toddler Didn't want to attract Any unwanted attention The helpers Looked terrified But Mark Mark was angry I know it's was just a kid But I was still the oldest of the grandchildren. He says. The helpers looked after us, sure, but I was supposed to protect my family. Mark began to storm towards the door when Mary stopped him. She didn't say a thing. She simply shook her head and placed a finger to her lips. Mark considered pushing past the helper at first and in that tense moment the silence that filled the room was deafening after a moment though Mark calmed down and walked back to the bed his eyes however remained locked on the door 30 whole minutes passed after not a sound no more knocks on the door Paolo quietened down there was barely even any noise from the normally raucous wildlife in the surrounding forest too and then once again a knock this time it wasn't just louder, it was more forceful, almost like something was trying to break through the door another loud bang followed and another Paolo and the other children started to cry fearing for their lives the helpers leapt onto the bed and huddled around them, protecting the kids as best as they could but Mark had other plans. There was a two-by-four by the door. A leftover from some renovations that were done around the house a month or two back. Mark grabbed the two-by-four, brandishing it like a weapon. The damn thing was probably more than half my size, but I didn't care, he says with a laugh then adds more quietly. I had a temper over the banging Mark could hear the helpers screaming for him not to open the door but he didn't listen Mark swung the door open and ran out yelling leave my family alone at first it seemed like the home was still empty but then he caught a glimpse of a shadow looking up at him from the front door before turning to walk right through it. Mark ran down and burst through the door. Nothing but the headlights of the adults' cars returning home at last. I asked Mark what he thinks it was. Funny story then, he says, with a chuckle. <laughs> I think it was me. He clearly sees the confusion on my face. So he starts to explain. Fifteen years later, Mark had returned with his wife to New Manila to visit his grandmother. The visit had not been an easy one. Almost immediately, After he touched down in the Philippines, Mark fell very ill. While staying at the compound, he slept in his mother's home. But one afternoon, despite fighting a particularly nasty fever, he decided to give his wife a tour of the compound. I just needed to get some fresh air, he says. He showed her where his cousins and his sister would play catch and and hide-and-seek. He showed her his favourite tree to climb. And finally, he showed her his grandmother's home. As they made their way up the flight of stairs to the second floor, though, a sensation gripped him. He pointed out the door of his grandmother's master bedroom to his wife. He told her the story of what had happened that night from when he was 12. And then, he knocked on the door. Gently at first. Then driven by that sensation, he knocked again. Louder. He was about to knock a third time when his wife stopped him. My wife is sensitive to these kinds of things, he says. She told him that it was clearly a spirit that had visited him that night. But if he knocked the door again, he risked becoming that spirit a shadow from his present echoing into the past. Mark stopped himself and together with his wife headed back down where he paused at the front door looking up at his grandmother's master bedroom before turning to leave. Mark says that soon after, his fever lifted and the rest of his visit went off without any incident. I tell him that despite everything that happened that night when he was a kid, it sounds like he's been pretty lucky. You have no idea. Mark says. His tone suddenly growing more sombre. If you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side, subscribe now and follow us on social media. You can also be one of our supporters on Patreon. Look for We Are Huntu or click the links in the description. Ghost Maps is a Huntu production created by Kyle Ong and Wayne Ray with art direction by Jolene Lim and recorded on Audio-Technica Mics